Here we are, Natty, back again. Another awesome episode of Nuts and Bolts coming to you. Sort of, I was about to say live, but we're not live. We pre-record now. But it's good. We like pre-record, don't we? We do. And um, is it episode 101? No, we, we, we only had 50 the other week. We're like oh, 50. 51. 51. Yeah. I knew no, it I was think, like... I think... I think we're milestone. 50, hang on, I, yeah, I got to look this up now because I thought it was like fifty-three or four now. Oh no! Well, ignore everything I just yeah. said, and well, I'll just say hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't really celebrate our our fiftieth episode, other than getting you know Rusty from the LCO in for for a chat. Um, fifty-three, we're at episode fifty-three. Yeah, I appreciate say. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yes, we'll celebrate episode 53. Yay, 53. Woo. Congratulations. Well done. Well done, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, so speaking of the LCO, their split two for 2022 has wrapped up and Chiefs have done it. They did it. They've got the perfect split undefeated. Congratulations to them, man. How exciting was it watching it? all season following their games, seeing if they were going to slip up. I don't know. Mm. Sometimes when their teams are on a streak like that, it's a little bit like when people watch NASCAR or something waiting mm. for the crash. Like Yeah, that's it. You, you, you're waiting to see if another team will best them, but mm. they didn't get bested in, in the um, first part of the season. So we're heading into the, you know, meat and potatoes. It'll be interesting to see what teams can throw at them. That's it. It, it did. Um, their last game, though, was a little bit scary. So they took on Kanga in, in the last game of, of their split last night. And um, it went to 40 minutes. So it wasn't, wasn't a, uh, a pushover by any means. But it also, I got, like, I did one when I was watching it. Maybe it was, like, Chiefs just being doubly sure that they were getting it. And, like... Full credit to Kanga, they did the best they could, um, and and I'm excited for them because they're playing playoffs. Yeah, which we were totally surprised by. Mm. They were, you know, the underdogs that started showing real momentum and presence in the in the later half of the season, and it got mm. them over the line, which is really exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see that breakup of like because for since the LCO came came in so this is the second second year of the lco um like it, it's been chiefs order um pgg peace and who was the one i'm forgetting dire wolves are, are there and and you could quite confidently say that those were the five teams that were going to make the split but it just it makes it more exciting seeing kanga that kanga up there um and peace not making the final making playoffs yeah, which is really huge considering, you know, their history of, you know, being at uh, international events and then now um, mm. not making the playoffs. It's, yeah. it's yeah. Well, considering, <laughs> I'm almost speechless about it. <laughs> yeah, con- considering split one and split two of, um, of 2021, like it was just hotly contested between them and PGG and they went to Worlds last year. So mm. that's... Uh, it's an interest, interesting dynamic there, and we'll. Um, I'm ex- like I said, I'm excited. Um, I, I'm I'm keen to see the new teams in there, and I, I I really hope that that we can see more improvement from the other teams as well. Because 
Yeah, we had Chiefs at one end with their their perfect split, and I've I've been I've been trying to say what you'd call this for for gravitas, um, an unperfect split, or uh, I I don't I don't know cause, yeah. because they, they've gone zero twenty one. They haven't won a game all split. Um, yeah, I mean you know wooden spoon. <laughs> It's not yeah, doesn't quite spoon, translate, does it? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a golden spoon, like because in cricket, if you get out on a first ball, it's a golden duck. Um, oh, so maybe yeah. a golden spoon. A golden um, spoon. Yeah. Well, we we need to cut. We'll keep we'll keep mm. brainstorming on that one. That's it. Um, but yeah, so so either way, our standings are there now. Chiefs up the top. 21 and no well done to them order coming in second pgg third direwolves fourth kanga fifth peace sixth at mammoth seventh and Di- um gravitas sorry in eighth there so that's that's the end of the split and we've got the start of our playoffs sorted there so chiefs get a week off lucky chiefs yeah um, well, you've got to get some benefits for yes. being that good for so long. Well, well, here's here's the thing though, because there's there's all that debate about is it is it a benefit though? Like, would you rather play the game that week? Because for for the LCO, like they play two nights a week, so and and now so Monday night is going to be the upper bracket um, final between Order and Pentanet, and then Tuesday night will be Direwolves and Kangaroo in the lower bracket. But then Chiefs don't get a whole week off. So, like, to me, that's almost, um, like, it, it's a, it's almost a taking your foot off the gas sort of thing. And Oh, that's interesting. Mm. I, I think that the real benefit probably <coughs> comes more to the behind the scenes, the, the coaches, the, mm. the, you know, the game makers, because they have the opportunity to sit that whole night stress-free, not worrying mm. about their team, but watching the other teams, seeing their strategies, working out counters and those kinds of yeah. things. That's where I'd see the benefit and where it is dangerous for a top team to uh, potentially have time off to analyse all their opponents a, a little bit more closely than they might have the time to normally. Mm. But it's going to be exciting either way. And I must admit, I was sitting there last night watching because um, there was a, a chance for PGG to slip up into second because they have the head-to-head against order. Um, so if they'd finished on the same points, Pentanet would have ended up in second. But I thought about it a bit more and I'm sitting there going, well, there's no real difference between finishing second and third. Because you're still in the upper bracket playoff, you still get that second chance. So, yeah, why would you why would you want to finish second as opposed to third? Like, is there a benefit of like do you get to pick red or blue side? I'm I'm not exactly sure there, but yeah, yeah, something we're not we're not sure about. Mm. Um, but we'll we'll hopefully get to see with the games. Oh yeah, so that's Monday the fifteenth. Um, the winner of that upper bracket final gets to go through to play the Chiefs on the Monday the 22nd. And then on Tuesday the um, the 16th, we'll get the lower bracket final between Diables and Kanga. And the winner of that will place the loser from the order Pentanet game. So that's exciting. Um, I cannot wait to see that. Then, of course, we've also got the playoff grand final it's happening at dreamhack not just the grand final but the friday night as well also has the the lower bracket playoff for like third and fourth there as well so that's yeah it's going to be incredible 
Oh, I think I love that. Like getting more games in over the weekend, getting more of the teams over as well. I'm not sure what arrangements they have with DreamHack and and how their teams are supporting the travel, but mm. I think it's exciting being a fan, getting getting more games in and more of the best teams yeah. in Australia competing all in one place. I also think it's a very handy thing because a LAN event is very different to to online events, um, mm. and this gives gives players a taste of what going to a Worlds or MSI is going to be like. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you're completely right. I think this prepares our players better, <laughs> ready in time for uh, MSI. Mm -hmm. And, of course, DreamHack as well, not just happening there for um, for LCO and League of Legends, but we've got the ESL Challenger series with some um, CSGO. We've got Halo happening there as well, For and the, the winner of that, the Halo event will go to the um, one of the international events as well. So it's all happening. And they, they've got the LAN event. You can bring your own computer, play, and all sorts of stuff happening there. And I'm so keen. I am, I am like, this close to deciding I want to go. Like, I'm just... What, yeah, uh, what's what's it going to take for you to take that last little well, step and get your tickets and go? Well, if, if somebody could pay for my airfares, that would be really great. Um, but okay. no, no. Um, Look, it, it honestly, I'm 99% there because I did my tax and I'm getting a fair bit more back in tax than I wanted to because I need to do oh. some some household things like buy a new fridge and stuff like that. Um, but I think there's going to be enough left over for me to do that. I just need to wait for my tax to come in. Um, hopefully that'll be next week or so and and maybe maybe I'll be there. Maybe. Hey, oh. that would be cool. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm, I'd love to go, but the the project that I'm working on has been delayed again, oh. and I think this is sinking with the with the weeks now. I think my boss might cry if I take <laughs> try and take those days off. I'm going on holidays, but <laughs> sorry, esports is more important. Oh, yeah. but, um... <laughs> I might need to get that printed on like a business shirt. Yeah. As e I walk out the door. Esports is, e is life. Esports is life. Yes. Cool. But, um, another LAN event that was exciting to see happen, even if we couldn't find out where to watch it, but that's another thing altogether, was the, the Commonwealth Esports Championship. So this is this was kind of a uh, a trial run. So because we've we've spoken before a little bit about getting esports into things like the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games. Um but this this is the first time that it's been in there. So there's there was uh, a Rocket League Open and a Rocket League Women's. There was eFootball Open and for women's as well, and a Dota Two Open and Dota Two Women Two. So um, while it was run at the same time as the Commonwealth Games, it was a little bit separate. So it had its own little medal count there, which I kind of. I like I like the idea that it, it's got its own little thing there. Although I do kind of would have liked as well if maybe it added to Australia's medal total because I think we during this Commonwealth Games we hit a thousand gold medals over the course of however long we've been competing. So that would have been nice to have added some medals to to that no. count as well. Um, but it's just it was amazing to to see it be included. That said. Yeah. I really would have liked to have been able to watch this and I had no idea if it was even broadcast full stop because uh, I couldn't find any information about it. There was nothing on the websites. There was nothing going on Twitter. 
Um, there was a couple of Twitter pages that I followed that were posting some results from it, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, I had a similar thing happen to you where it was like, oh, like I saw something about it being posted and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to like <coughs> see what's going on and then, you know, you know, uh, my scattered brain search around for two minutes, oh, I can't find anything. Oh, well, yeah. I guess I'll catch up with the results later. Um, it certainly was made accessible which is you know frustrating considering um how hard different communities are working across esports to try and you know grow um uh you know viewership and understanding of what esports is it's kind of a bit of a missed opportunity there yeah i was kind of hoping because um channel 7 here in australia have the rights to telecast the um the commonwealth games and i was kind of hoping that they might have been in with that so i, d I wasn't expecting like a tv broadcast but through their online service of seven plus, like you could just go and watch the games and whatnot. And I was kind of hoping that that might've been on there, but it wasn't. Um, but, but either way, congratulations to the, the teams that, that, that took away medals. Australia for us, we had two bronze medals, one in the rocket league women's and the rocket league open as well. So, um, which is a little bit interesting to me. Like, I must admit, I don't know a lot about like the eFootball game or Dota 2 um, and how how big or not big they are in Australia, but it was really good to see us getting the uh, the wins there, well, the, the bronze medals for, for those two Rocket League events. Um, Malaysia did really well. They took away um, the eFootball Open, Dota 2 Open and Dota 2 Women um, gold medals. And England had the Rocket League women's. Wales had the Rocket League Open for gold. And also uh, Northern Ireland with eFootball for women as well. So that's that's really cool. And and I think it's it's a good good taster to to try and um, get, get through it all. But I am a little bit worried that the lack of coverage might mean, might be seen as not a, um, not a success. And, and I, I, my, my fear is that it wasn't through lack of trying that people were trying to watch this. It was just, we couldn't find where, where it was being telecast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're about to go into some of the perspectives from um, people that were at the event, um, but certainly not being there and trying to get access to information. It was, it was a challenge and, mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully a lesson's learned. You know, uh, I kind of like the idea that maybe this is just a little bit of a lead up and a run up and we'll get better each mm. time. You know, lesson's learned and well, Olympics again, like will be coming up and maybe they'll do you know, something you similar. Know where the but next improve on. games are, don't you? Oh, no. Victoria. Oh. So, like, I think they're doing a lot of regional sort of stuff. So, NBN fix those little towns before they get over there. But, um, but yeah, oh, how so good would it be, be to have Commonwealth Games at Fortress Melbourne? Oh my God, how cool would that be? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're already thinking about it. Yeah, well, it's, it's I don't four, think we need to. Off. We're yeah. the first people to have that idea. But. <laughs> that, that's right. And like when you see DreamHack happening in um, Melbourne Park, which is around where like the Rod Laver Arena is and stuff like that, which for the uninitiated is um, the tennis arena. So a lot of that, a lot of DreamHack stuff is going to be happening around there, which will be really cool to actually have like be in like fortress melbourne is cool and it does what it needs to do for um for the events but it's more sort of theater seating um 
Which, which, Rather than stadium. And, yeah, that, I, that's I just right. worry that the other locations are probably going to be busy with other Commonwealth um, uh, events. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was some... There was a, a tweet from a uh, a Welsh player, Di. Um, there was... I think he's a former Dota 2 professional player, been retired for a while, but's come out of retirement to play in this. But he he took to Twitter to talk about his experiences there. So um, he did he did get in first of all saying that the esports team for or esports staff for Wales were really good. They looked after him. Um, his team was was great. The the practice and playing facilities were excellent as well. Um, he he said like the food um like getting meals and that sort of stuff was really good as well which you would expect that from the commonwealth games because they're used to dealing with athletes on mass so there would have been you know there would have been a kitchen somewhere where they could just go and say okay can i have this yeah um, he did say that the accommodations were were dormitory based sort of stuff which was passable for him but I think that's just a, a Commonwealth Games and Olympic Games athletes type thing. When you're dealing with so many athletes from so many different places, you can't just say, cool, we're going to put them up on all hotels and what are you going to do? Yeah. Build like 50 new hotels to accommodate them all. So like the dormitories, are, an athlete's village type thing is is just kind of a necessity for that sort of thing. So um, there, there was one thing he highlighted and... I, I agree with him on this. So there were eight teams that were supposed to play in the, the Dota 2 tournament. Um, three of them didn't show up. And instead of putting them all into one group so you could play some more games, they left them with a group of three and a group of two. And he ended up in a group of two. Um, and that was his complaint, that he's there to play Dota and he couldn't. He couldn't. He got two games and that was about it. Um, and, and they were yeah. best... Like, but they were best of one. So in a group stage, yeah, best of one's fine. But if you're only got five teams there, maybe you look at expanding that a little bit. Um, and it it sounds like maybe the, the organisers didn't quite have that experience there to deal with that. Uh, I mean, there could be other things going on around, you know, the fact that they, did, they can't change the format because maybe some other teams objected, like... Mm. You know, all that background politicking, we don't know. But certainly from the player perspective, travelling from um, Wales to Birmingham or teams travelling from Malaysia, Australia to Birmingham and then getting a handful of games, less than a handful of games, you, you look at that as a, you know, not ideal situation. No, that, that's it. He, um, he did say in his tweet longer that he heard that the eFootball format changed halfway through from best of ones to best of threes so it sounded like it could could be done so there was the flexibility there yeah (laughs) but it yeah you don't know how it was set up behind the scenes and this is probably going to sound a little bit apologetic um because yeah you don't know how it was set up behind the scenes they may have had individual teams running the different events um and so so it could have been that the the pet the e-football organizers went cool, we've got this now, let's reshape it a little bit. And the Dota 2 organisers decided not to do that. So, um, not, yeah, so I think it is the first time the Commonwealth Games have have held something like this. And it is, 
esports are hard to explain to traditional sports people sometimes and and the fact that that it's there it ran over the weekend it, it it sounds like it was reasonably successful with some issues but teething issues are to be expected as well and i know that there was some discussion about whether um like maybe they should have brought in other um you know people that had run tournaments to to kind of oversee see this but i kind of look it let me just get my thoughts in a row first no that's okay i can tell it's 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 a bit it's a tricky situation there's no real clear-cut answer and in hindsight we can say oh they probably should have done this or that but they probably didn't know that four teams or or was it five teams were gonna uh, pull out on them yeah three three teams yeah. yeah um and and just having that experience and flexibility in the in the team that were running it um to adjust to that mm. uh, i think would have been good and and for me this is still a really good first step in broadening the appeal of esports cuz we've spoken before about like how esports can stay profitable and all that sort of stuff and expanding the audience is one of them and this this is a good step to be able to do that. Um, and we were speaking a little bit before the show because I, I don't think there were a lot of professional players or what, what you would consider professional players in um, in the Commonwealth Games because um, the guy who did the twit longer die, he himself had been retired from Dota 2 and was 34, which in terms of a Dota 2 player is ancient, which makes me feel... <laughs> absolutely ridiculously old um we, we do good for our age okay that, that's it that's it um but but that's the kind of thing that un, unless you're if you're a, a professional sport like basketball has the same thing for um and even to i think because rugby sevens has gotten into it which is probably where they get a little bit more um leeway with rugby sevens rather than just making it rugby and trying to lure all the big international names there. Um, and, and it, it's a thing that, that those sports have as well, where let's face it, Commonwealth games, Olympics don't pay much. And so if yes. you're talking about a basketball player who gets paid tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're going to look at this, and unless it's something that they're super interested in, they're probably going to laugh and walk away. Really, it's it's not not something that it, it's something you do for the prestige rather than the money. Yeah, yeah, the financial incentive isn't there for them to give yeah. up their professional. You know, if they're in the middle of their professional league and play, to take a break to mm-hmm. travel to an event where. There's no guarantees you'll get more than two games, apparently. That's, that's it, yeah. So yeah. Um, you can understand the um, the lack of professional players there and you might also understand some of the the lack of, um, maybe not even lack, inexperience. The inexperience mm-hmm. of, of maybe some of the teams behind the scenes as well. But that said, I'm excited. I hope that we, that we continue to see... Uh, esports at Olympics and at Commonwealth Games because I think the the more you can do this, the more you can um, the more you broaden the appeal of it. And I think that that they've chosen some some pretty good esports there, with may, maybe the exception of Dota Two. Like Dota Two is really popular 
like in the esports scene, but it's also a little bit complex. And maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe they said, we've got Rocket League, which is soccer with cars. That's really easy to understand. We've got um, eFootball, which is soccer. That's easy to understand. And let's just throw in Dota and hope that people might stick around, might watch that, even if it's a little bit more complex to the layman, you know. Yeah, I, I think it was a good <coughs> spread because you've got traditional esports um, represented with Dota as well as um, those bridging esports mm. as well. Um, so, I, uh, you know, I liked that um, because then somebody like me who's probably a bit more interested in the Dota or um, the Rocket League might get exposed to the football and go, hmm, maybe I should start watching eFootball. Like yeah. it can work both ways. Um, but yes, but that's, that was the, the Commonwealth Games there. Um, and I, I think I did quickly mention it, but congratulations to Malaysia for taking home three gold medals. Considering there was only six events, that's that's a pretty good strike rate, I reckon, for them. Uh, very good for them. Mm. Um so congratulations there um so moving on over the weekend i actually tried to watch a little bit of this but generally when it comes to esports uh, that i don't have a firm grasp on it's something i put on in the background but um but there was the ocs um league for rainbow six siege going on so we're gonna i've got, got some footage here so let's let's get get this footage up and just have a quick look proven to be a valuable pickup for the Knights, but well, the kills continue to go back and forth. Only a minute down, Worms found a kill and been traded back. Josh now is looking for one once again, and he does. That's Jakenna out. It's now a 1v4 oh. in the final round of the OCS. The Knights. This this is looking like a bit of a stomp as well because you can see the 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 Knights won that like seven zero in seven rounds to zero in that that that's crazy that that is a ridiculous scoreline happening right there um, and I, I do do kind of wonder because I think listening to what was going on um, there was kind of talk that the Chiefs and the Knights were probably the two teams to watch and looking at the results Knights beat the Chiefs 2-0 so I'm guess best of because I think they're best of 13 I think in in yep. normal so that the 2-0 would have been two best of best of 13 series yeah um, yeah no it does look like Knights really uh, took charge through mm-hmm. that event and uh, ended up on top, which yeah. they deserve, it, it. you know, yeah. exactly, think, exactly. If you, if gonna, like, look, just looking at the results here. So, as part of the tournament, um, they've had a seven nil win, a seven five win. I do, oh, because I was, I do remember that against Kraken Esports because I do remember watching part of that, and like Kraken were just playing out of, out of their minds there. They were just ready and did but didn't quite get there um because i think the previous game one of their players had like a 20 kill count or something like that um but um yeah that particular player couldn't quite fire so yeah knights ended up taking that one out um seven five and i'm not i'm trying to see if i can see oh here we go the exact results um so it was a seven one seven one for the knights against the chiefs so that's that's a very dominant display there, considering that these were supposed to be the two teams to watch. Um, mm. 
and then even with uh, with the grand final against the Lions, seven three, seven two, seven zero. So, yeah, Knights just bringing on the dominant displays there, and congratulations to them for taking home the uh, the OCS championship there. That's that's just amazing. Love it. Congratulations to them. Well earned. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in more Rainbow Six news as well. Um, and this one I'm not because I think there's there's two leagues in in Australia, is it? There's OCN and OCL, I think. Uh, um, yes, I have tried a few times. Um, at the beginning of the season, um, Rainbow Six actually normally do a quick video talking about their different leagues because they do have a strong grassroots um, investment. So um, and and promotion between leagues. Um, so yes, the, you've got the OCS and the OCN. Um, So, um, and there was news coming out from um, the OCN League, Ground Zero um, are parting ways with their Rainbow Six roster. So that's uh, a little sad. I hope that they can find find a home somewhere and continue playing as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they get picked up by one of the other major orgs or um, if it was this time, maybe they were, you know, the individual members were looking to re- retire or, or mm-hmm. something like that. We'll, we'll hopefully find a little bit more about that as uh, as events unfold. Yep, that's, that's it. And sometimes <laughs> it happens, like, it's, especially because it, it, a lot of esports, especially grassroots esports, you, you still need a job to support yourself as as well so it could be that maybe some of some of these players uh, were just ready to move on they needed a break and that's fine too because you've got to look after your mental health and make sure that everything's going okay absolutely cool so uh moving on um i might let you talk about this one Nadie, because you're you're always really super keen with the tft stuff so um let, let, let's have a chat about the Challenger series that happened over the weekend. Yeah, so um, at the moment we're working through the Dragonland series, so that's um, set point um, uh, set seven for TFT this competitive um, season, and uh, we had an event over the weekend, uh, which was um, an opportunity for more players to qualify for the upcoming mid-set um, invitational, and. Something um, unfortunate really happened for one of our region's favourite favourite children. I, I call him a child only because he slept in. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, oh. So um, it was interesting because I missed the beginning of the event and I noticed the player wasn't there and you actually messaged me in our Discord just saying, like, oh, it's just not there. What's going on? To, to um, the point where they had a command set up in Twitch chat to to respond to people the Esha's not here deal with it yeah 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 Yeah, this player's filling in we don't know what's going on um but it was hilarious right at the end of the stream Esha jumped in chat and just said uh I overslept guys sorry (laughs) and later on that day apparently he slept through 13 alarms on his set on his phone I have never been that tired that my, like there, there's been plenty of occasions where my alarm's gone off, I've turned it off and gone back to sleep, but you know, I haven't slept through the alarms. Yeah, oh, honestly, it sounds like it was, his phone was on silent, which is a reason for investing in a separate alarm clock, especially if you're known to be sleeping in. But most, um, most phones these days as well, though, they, 
like that because my phone lives on silent i have no idea mm. what my ringtone is because it just lives on silent but mm. the alarm overrides the silent and will play a tone anyway so yeah i, I, I don't know like it's it, it, it's a shame because he he's he's a really good player but if you can't get up for for a professional match like that's very unprofessional yeah. I think it was just especially hilarious because the day before he tweeted says Lobby looks free, which was him bragging, saying he thinks he's going to do well against the people that he's competing against, <laughs> and then he didn't rock up. Yeah. Uh, so who did so take I it did, out in the end? Yeah, and I real yeah. I'm sorry, super quickly on that. I just really appreciated the official um, Team Fight Tactics account. Just said, oh, don't worry. There's another event in two weeks that you, you can you can try and get in on. So oh. his all hopes aren't lost for him. But um, yeah, quite unfortunate that that that's all the way it rolled I'm, out. I've got no sympathy. Self inflicted. No yeah, I, I honestly think that's the way most people feel. Mm. Uh, here's me, the nurse in me, though. Like, is there actually something wrong with him? Does he yeah. sleep at? You know, like, mm. this tournament wasn't at 9am in the morning either. You know, it was in the afternoon. So anyway, we'll move on. Don't yeah. speculate on players' health. Um, so TXC um, ended up taking out the tournament and we had um, Angora, um, Nicola, um, who was the fill-in for Escher and Omni um, taking out the top four places. Now, um, Nicola, because they were just filling in for Escher, they um, didn't um, qualify um, to continue on. And I'm I'm not 100% sure, um, but I'm pretty sure that um, Omni already has a spot in the um in the um, finals coming up. So it ended up being that TXE, Angora, um, Ubo and Kahiti um, end up going through to the next next round, um, awesome. next event. Cannot wait to see that. And there and there was some exciting news as well that, that they, they announced. So we've got also got another little clip here. So let, let's have a quick Oceania, listen to this. For the first time ever, we'll be sending three players from our mid-set invitational to be competing in the Asia Cup mid-set event alongside the best from China, Korea, and Japan. This is a very big moment for the OCATFT community. More international reps for our players means more opportunities, means more eyeballs, means more preparation against the world's best when we lead into these world championships. And it means we should really want to see you here when the Mid-Set Invitational is on, on August 19th to 21, Frosty. It is going to be an even bigger event with that on the line. Oceania for... That, that is incredible news. So three, three OCE players have a chance at going to the Asia Cup. Well, so, so um, yeah, we, we, it means that three players from our region will be going to the oh, Asia sorry, Cup. Will be, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I phrased that badly. I meant, I, I more meant that there's a, there's three spots up for grabs for, for players to get to, um, yes. get to the Asia Cup rather than, yeah, 100%. yeah. Yeah, um, really exciting because it used to be two and now it's three, which, you know, as anybody knows their maths, that's quite a big leap. Two to three doesn't sound big, but it, it does represent a bigger, um, much bigger opportunity for our players to get that international experience and, and hopefully make it to, to world events. Uh, Ducky, if anybody doesn't follow him on Twitter, a big advocate for TFT and the sport, and he is an esports journalist as well. So if you're interested in all this stuff, um, definitely give him a follow on Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's his Twitter handle, 
D-V-C-K-Y underscore, because I'm assuming Ducky was probably already taken. It's a, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I mistakenly said Devaki once. Um. <laughs> Devaki. So I, I feel like an old ostentatious stand-up thing coming, like he used to always say things like Divid instead of DVD. I've got a problem with oh, Divid. Yeah. Would just say the acronyms or Hadumi, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, I think that's fabulous. And um, I still need to give, you know, shout outs to Order. Um, they have the one that have been leading the broadcast for the Oceanic um, TFT events. They've been doing a great job, um, you know, organising fantastic casters like um, Ducky and Frosty, but also, um, you know, the events themselves are running really smoothly. That's awesome. Cannot wait to see. And it was the 19th, I think, 19th of August, I think they said was that a mid-season invitational for OCE. Where we'll oh, find me, out. Yeah, I think that's the dates. Yeah. So we'll find out who goes to the Asia Cup then, which is not far. It's like a week and a half away. Yeah, I, I've actually really been excited <coughs> excited this season because, you know, they have the event on the 9th and 10th. Like, there was a couple of events in um, July. There was this weekend's event and there's a, a leader board snapshot and then another event. So, like, each month has got a couple of events happening, which... It's cool. It's yeah. it's it's nice to see for um, local esports, especially for somebody like me who's really into TFT. That every couple of weekends, I've got I've got my my viewing sorted. Nice, gotta love it there. Uh, and more esports. There's a lot. We've got a lot of news this week. It's yeah, it's, it's really cool. But there's it, also lots to talk about. So um, need to shuffle on a little bit here and. This one, Call of Duty League Championship Weekend 2022 happened um, over the last weekend. Uh, you can check it out. Uh, Doom Cutie, one of our writers, has done a bit of a write-up on GameOnOz.com, so you can check that out there. Um, but, yeah, really cool top eight league teams took to the stage for their LAN event in Los Angeles for playing for $2.5 million prize, prize pool. That's, that's I, I wish I had $2.5 million. Oh, that you know that would be nice. Yeah, the problem is you have to split it with your teammates and the coaches and the team that's backing you. Uh, uh, <laughs> so how, how many how many people are on a team? I think I could do that. Let's just. <laughs> I need to get good at COD first, though, and that is something I'm not sure but, I can do. Yeah, that's that's the that's the hard part, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> so, um, the top team took to home 1.2 million dollars, and this is US as well. So, like that's that's even more in in the yeah, dollary dues but um the winner in the end was the los angeles steves taking down the atlanta hayes 5-2 there so that was must have been a best of um nine round there uh, as most things are i think like the lead-ups were best of fives but yeah los angeles seems bringing home the goods in the in the grand final I am really excited that we're still having high-level esports happening around the world. We're kicking off LAN events and we're still seeing these really big prize pools. Um, you know, it speaks to the health of the sport. I know we were chatting a couple of weeks ago about concerns around recession and the impacts that that's having, but we're, we've still got some momentum there. Hopefully that'll continue. Yeah. And I think, I think it will. Like, sports and esports in general, it's... It, it it's a healthy competition and i think people can get behind it it's just how like for esports in particular it's always been about how how much dollars are behind it like it's 
you, you have challenges where the the week to week of the the esports season is generally done online so you don't get ticket sales to events um and and i i feel like merch is a little bit lower than traditional sports as well but it, it's still there it still has its avenues to get there and i cannot wait to well i, I just love seeing every every time i've got so many channels i follow on twitch now there's always something on to watch yeah yeah um and, and i've quite liked that this week we've had a lot of um actual results to report on like i like that there's been a lot of esports happening but there was sort of a, outside of our discussion of the the commonwealth esports series there was a bit of news that broke this week um about a banning of a former tsm coach in league of legends so a coach peter zhang um he doesn't sound like a very nice guy because he's been stealing money from players um and siphoning it off and just doing some really dodgy shit is the best way to put it i think yeah um between the 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 article on dot esport dot esports sorry um basically said between december 2021 and february 2022 so this is like only three month period he he took Peter Zing took approximately two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from two players, which is a ridiculous amount of money to embezzle in three months. And and if you read on in the dot esports article, there's lots of things there. Like he said he'd sell a car for a player and gave him back less than half of the money he actually sold it for. And it, there's asked for loans from so many people. It just how. I'm I'm glad it only like because normally when this sort of stuff comes out, it's been going on for years. But like at least this was a relatively quick sort of three month period where the um was it the LCS uh, got hold of it and um, Riot have banned this guy from any event for life. Like he is not playing in any league tournament ever again. Uh, I absolutely loved it when you sent me through this article when we read like no completely banned from all right ever um because he's misused his power in this situation um to take advantage of players and that is just something that i'm really glad the the league has taken a strong um stance on and um the developer has just been the perfect perfect outcome get him Um, out of there yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I have much more to say other than good job. Wish mm-hmm. it had happened a bit sooner, but maybe it only just kind of came about more recently as far as coming out. Um, yeah. Uh, and so it's good, good swift action that's appropriate. Um, I know our discussions the other, the last few weeks, we haven't been super impressed with some of the decisions mm-hmm. Riot's made around suspending players. So this, this has just been nice to see them come yep. forward and, and have a, a swift action here yeah and and tsm when they discovered it they conducted a, an internal investigation and the bloke confirmed it so like peter zang he he said yeah cool it was me i did it um but yeah you got you got to wonder it's nice like, when it's clear cut i guess <laughs> yeah well you, you got to wonder why he did it in the first place then if he's if he's come clean like did 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 the mafia have his thumbs in clamps or something? And he just, yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, 
all you know back 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 into these kinds of stories mm. that's it but um but yeah good move that that he's been banned um but I think that, that's a, that's about it for us at the moment, Natty. There is just one more thing I want to quickly mention, not to take up too much time, but the ANZPL World of Tanks will be returning soon. Their first round is going to be on the 26th of August, which is only a couple of weeks away. But if you are watching this live, it's probably already passed, but the they're doing the um, their draft tonight as well. And I was, I was quite excited there. I was looking through the list order Um my, my own Perth Panthers are picking up a couple of new players. Action X are picking up a couple of players. The new team, Cairns Comets, um, they're picking up a fair number. They're picking up three players themselves. So um, that's that's going to be interesting to see how the Comets do coming up from the B League into, um, into the Premier League there. Uh, and I was looking through the draft list as well, and it's really good to see some players like... Um, where did I... Oh... Uh, like Bales, who's an ex-Melbourne Matildas player, he's coming back. Uh, Madhouse, who is in the now disbanded uh, Brisbane Bulldogs, he's cut. Madhouse is nominated for for the draft there as well. Speed, um, who who's coming back as well, as well as a heap of players from the B League like Rue Pro, um, Ha Ha Yes, Mendicant Bias, Toddy. It's going to be awesome having um, these players getting an opportunity to be drafted by, by one of our Premier League teams. So cannot wait to see that starting up again on the 26th of August with the B-League following say, closely after. Speaking of setting alarms, I'm going to have to set alarms to make sure I get my picks in this season on time. Yes. But this is, this is going to have to be a thing. Uh, I have failed to successfully put in my picks for the last few seasons, so well, alarms know, will need to be the go. That's it. I th- well, you know what? Because I think it closes just before the game starts. So, like, you could put a little reminder in when you're putting, putting the nuts and bolts live that on twitch.tv slash game on odds that you could put in your, mm-hmm. your tips then. Mm. I could do that. That's a good idea. I like it. Multitasking. That's it. That's it. Um, but thank you, everybody, for watching slash listening slash slash. I don't know if you'd take it in pill form, but thanks for watching <laughs> Nuts and Bolts. It's been been awesome to, ha- to talk to you again, Natty, uh, and we will see everybody next week. <laughs>